We want that funk, and we also want a title. Welcome back to the Funk House. Week 14 in the books, 15 on the horizon. Hopefully, we can help you guys clinch a playoff berth over the past couple weeks. Jerry and me represented uh, the Funk House pretty damn well, I think, in, in the last few weeks, and in not a good year for us. So, you know, really turned it on in crunch time. I am in four playoffs out of my seven leagues. Not in love with any of my teams. We were just talking before we hit record. It's a lot of guys, you know, health up in the air, and and I think we'll save that for the uh, stock exchange. I think that's an appropriate time to yeah. talk about that. But a lot of Qs, a couple Ds, and eventually a bunch of Os, you know, coming our way, I'm assuming. Yeah. So, Jerry, um, how did you end up in, I guess, after the, the finale of the regular season in, in your leagues? Uh, pretty good. Um, made three three out of four leagues. Uh, I had one first-place finish in our right. dynasty league. Um, I, the two of the four were already locked up prior to last week, and in the, the sanctuary league we're both in was the one that was kind of a win-and-in scenario. And it worked out real great. We both ended up getting into the playoffs. We were at risk of one of us not making it. Yep. Um, so it was exciting to see that. I won my match. I think by me winning, even you you lost, correct? Yep, I lost. But but since I won, you were still safe because I knocked the guy down a spot below me. Yeah. And I slipped into the number five spot. So that was exciting to see. Uh, it's a new set of people somewhat in that that league the uh the reigning champ didn't even make playoffs so right no people are excited about that <laughs> very excited but yeah the big issue here is is health a lot a lot a lot to think about this week uh, a lot of guys on the fringe if they're going to play or not we're recording this a day later this week it's thursday so yep. we've got the matchup tonight jacobs has already been uh designated out yep so <clears throat> It's gonna be an interesting week. Start is playoffs start tonight. So yeah, yeah, very much so. We'll, on. we'll be talking about these games tonight because a lot of implications, and I might want to throw in a little TD parlay tonight, actually. Um, but if we better boogie if we're gonna do that because it is quarter after seven. <clears throat> I believe the game starts around eight twenty, eight fifteen. So we'll see how that goes. But yep. I got a strong feeling. I don't know why Josh Kelly is gonna score tonight. Call me crazy, but uh, seen yeah. seen crazier things. So we'll get into a uh, a quick recap, the trademark Jerry, Jerry Two Chains uh, recap. So Jerry hit us with some highlights from last week. Yeah, so week fourteen, a little bit odd week. Uh, not huge scoring, uh, not a lot of big names. Uh, QB. Uh, there was a big name here, Lamar. He was the top of the QBs this week. He put up 38 points, 316 yards passing, three touchdowns. He also added 70 yards rushing on the ground, so basically added another touchdown there. Uh, Stafford, another big week for him, 29 points. He had 294 yards and three tutties. The surprise uh, was Desmond Ritter. He put up 28. He had 347 passing yards. Uh, pretty shocking for him in that offense. Um and he had a touchdown in the air and one on the ground. So a big week for Ritter. Falcons' offense looked pretty good this week. 
Uh, Jake Browning, Joe Flacco, and Bailey Zappi were next on the list with 25-point-plus performances. Insane to think I'm saying that those guys were in the top 10 this week, one week before playoffs. Jake Browning, Joe Flacco, and Bailey Zappi. On to running back. It was a vintage week from Zeke. He uh, he stepped up with Mondre sidelined. He was the RB1 with 27 points. He had two touchdowns, 68 yards rushing, and seven for 72, and one receiving. So that's what really boosted his day. Brees Hall, he had 26 points, 10 for 40 on the ground, and eight for 86, and one receiving. So a huge receiving week for running backs. James Cook. 25 points, 10 for 58 on the ground, 5 for 83, and 1 receiving. So it was an amazing week for receiving backs. Um, Barkley, Mostert, and Richad, they all had nice games as well. At wide receiver, Debo, number one on the week, 34 points. He was he had one rush for one yard and one touchdown on the ground, while he had seven for 149 and a touchdown through the air. He's been extremely hot lately fire him up with confidence uh san fran pretty deadly drake london had a late breakout game here 29 points and that was without scoring a touchdown he went 10 for 172 that was one of the performances that helped me get in the playoffs there uh dj moore he continues to have a good year 26 points three for 20 and one on the ground and six for 68 and one in the air uh cup Hopkins, Aiden Reed, Garrett Wilson, they all had 20-point games, too. Tight end, Ingram was the number one on the week. It was a huge week for him, as we predicted. 32 points, 11 for 95 and two tuts. And Joku, breaking out lately, 6 for 91 and two touchdowns, 27 points. And uh, Isaiah Likely came up big. He had 5 for 83 and one touchdown. Uh, a lot of those yards came off of one big busted play, but he still looked look good it was a big part of the offense yeah you stole likely Henry off me Jerry. Kittle. i really really needed he's him still and... likely to have a good game <laughs> i could have used him uh <laughs> a lot of questions about dalton kincaid with Knox back but we'll see what else i can find right uh, i probably would have plugged him right in so hopefully you're going to use him i'd like to i got him in a couple leagues and um gonna try and find a way to come in there it's tough i got laporta and ferguson as his competition in those two leagues wow. but um outside of those outside of those three uh henry uh hunter henry george kettle and then the rookie davis allen from the rams all had really nice weeks but it was kind of like i said a lot of those names like davis allen kind of an oddball week the qbs we've seen a lot of a lot of the big names didn't show up while some of the others did um but yeah we're here man playoffs are here yeah it's kind of scary um <laughs> i'm not i just uh I'm not confident at all in any of my teams don't like the matchups health we talked about it it's a it's a bad time of year to be not sure about things but <clears throat> i guess how how sure can you be regardless of what year it is with what's going on right now so we can jump into the stock exchange you know, we talked about health. It's got to be the, you know, underlying theme of, of this week, especially if you're a fantasy player. And I got a laundry list of guys we'll talk about here, Jerry. I know we talked about Tyreek, um, you know, before we hit record here. But I think there's 
maybe some other guys that have maybe even bigger, you know, implications of getting a stud team past the first round here. And it's a quarterback and a receiver tandem from Houston. So CJ Stroud and Nico, Rico Collins, excuse me, both looking like the D. They're looking doubtful at this point. Stroud has not progressed in concussion protocol, and I think Collins has a calf. So what are your yep. th- do you think there's any chance these guys play? Um, I have my own thoughts, but this is uh, this is enormous if, if these guys got you here. So, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I was uh, I picked Nico as a smash last week, so I was getting updated on him. And the calf definitely seems to be a pretty big concern. I don't think he's practiced yet this week. He is not. Uh, same with Stroud. Yep. He, he's been out, so uh, I don't think Stroud's going to play. We've seen the trend all year. You get a concussion, you're pretty much out that following week. Yeah. Um, so without him, I don't think they, Nico rushes to get back this week. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd start figuring out backup plans ASAP. Yeah, I think this key with Stroud is <clears throat> potential long-term effects. And um, yeah, I, I mean, you see the teams that they're competing with in this division, mostly the Jaguars, but also the Colts. The Colts are sitting at uh, seven and six, so same record as the Texans. But you saw what the Jags did. They played their star quarterback through an injury that he clearly should not have played. And he probably shouldn't even play again this week. But at home against the Ravens, he's going to play. You know, it's a Sunday night game. And that'll be a fun watch. But clear to me, I'm sure clear to you, Jerry, that uh, Lawrence was hampered by this ankle. And I'm hoping the Texans don't run Stroud out there because this is a head injury. Could have a lot more implications down the road than an ankle. But I'm with you. I don't see Stroud playing. You might see Rico out there. But with Davis Mills, how much do you like him? You know, for a top-shelf wide receiver, too, that he's been with, you know, plenty of wide receiver upside, I think he bumps down to, like, a desperation flex with with Davis Mills. But I certainly would not count on having C.J. Stroud this week. So make other plans. Look Look for some other matchups. For sure. Yeah, I agree. And now Tyreek, um, what do you think? Um, when he first got hurt, first of all, thoroughly embarrassing performance by my Dolphins gave the game away. Uh, Vic yep. Fangio should have a lot to answer for in, in that fourth quarter. Uh, very upsetting. Uh, I haven't been that upset watching a game uh, with Miami for, for a while, but they out they outplayed them. In every facet of the game up until halfway through the fourth quarter, and then they just got outclassed by Vrabel and company. So, hats off to the Titans. All I do is talk about how bored they are. I know Len's on that trade now, but yeah, made the Dolphins look pretty fucking boring. So this the the most boring team in the league beat the most exciting team in the league, and I don't have any answers yep. for it. <laughs> so if they don't have Tyreek, the Titans have a go ahead. The Titans have a way of drawing people into their game it's they do it seems like i've seen it all year it's just like teams play them and they play down to their level and the titans will keep it close and it's weird Uh, players a lot of a lot of offensive players haven't done good against the titans this year 
yeah, it's 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 odd. Tyreek, so if, if the the injury did not look that bad to me. I, I don't know if you were watching the game, what your thoughts were on it. It, it just did not look that bad to me. And then they were just, he ran off the sideline and was pumped up. And then right. all of a sudden they were just not letting him back in the game. Because that was like, I don't know, almost the end of the first quarter. He sat on the side, stood on the sidelines until after halftime and then kind of got sprinkled in the end of the game there. They were hoping to pull out a win without having him in there. Not sure that was the best decision McDaniels made, but depending on how bad it is, I I don't know. Um, He gets veteran rest days all the time Mm -hmm. because why why would he need to practice? But uh, I'm just – if you ask me the percentage that I think Tyreek plays this week, I think it's like 40. I'm not very confident, and I think that – you and and myself, we're gonna we're gonna have to make other plans for Tyreek. What do you think? Yeah, I'm obviously terrified as well. I have him in two on two of the three teams that made the playoffs. I imagine he's probably the number one player on teams in playoffs. So we're not alone here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, watching it, I was real scared seeing him grab his leg. He, he seemed concerned, and he kind of hobbled off. Then he took off running and my heart started beating again. Yeah. But then, like you said, yeah, it was, uh, they kind of waited to, he was standing on the sideline. I'm, I'm a, maybe a little more optimistic. Okay. Uh, not a ton, more of like a 50, 50. Okay. But the fact that he came back in bodes well that he could get back this week after resting. Yeah. So I'm going to stay hopeful that he does play. Um, if not, I mean, it's absolutely disastrous for, teams out there you're not going to find a replacement for the number one wide receiver in the league that's 40 points ahead of the wide receiver two on the year um so we all go across our fingers i think here because uh we need them and we're not we might not get full tyreek that we're used to you might right. get a a dumbed down version yeah i just uh you're losing a guaranteed uh 20 points a week pretty easily so, T's and P's to Tyreek. Hopefully, uh, you know, his new wife really mended mended him up this week. Because I, uh, I heard a clip. <clears throat> he went up and, like, asked her. And she's like, hey, you need to get the fuck back in the game. And I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. So, I hope she's as cool as she sounds. Because all the audio clips and stories seem like she's a, um, a real gem. So, um, that's cool to see. I, I like that. Um, who else here health-wise? So we got two guys going tonight, Jerry, pretty quick here. Keenan Allen, Josh Jacobs, both out. Do you think Zamir yeah. White is a capable fill-in? Where, where, where would you be comfortable starting him? And with Easton I think, Stick, uh, can you play any fucking Chargers receiver? Oh, man. Um, so on the Jacobs side, uh, I'm... Somewhat comfortable starting Samir White in his his place if if that's your only option if you don't have another uh, spot start guy or another guy on your team uh, I think he has the explosiveness to make a big play against not a good defense want a terrible defense in fact um, so I like him I, I don't mind him as a play this week um, it's scary throwing a guy like that on Thursday but 
Uh, you know he's the guy now this week. He's going to get the work. He could get plenty of dump-offs. So I think he has a lot of upside. Um, as far as the Chargers go, um, I had them on my list as in the stock exchange too just because we, we, we know Herbert's done for the year now. I had him the list of fallen QBs. Yep. Uh, no Keenan Allen tonight. Palmer's back. Uh, but we got stick at the helm. So uh, I'm staying away from all receivers and, uh, and for the Chargers, but I do like Eckler this week just because I think he they're going to have to really lean on him. He looked to be back a bit last week. Um, I don't think you got a choice. If you have him on your team, you're starting your big your big names. You drafted him early. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think he can catch a lot of catch a lot of balls tonight so i think eckler is the biggest beneficiary of all this and other than that i don't i don't i don't want to play palmer on his first game back right uh, quentin johnson we he's so hit or miss who knows uh and, and with stick at the helm who knows what we're gonna see i i could see them coming out scoring on the first drive making it look easy stick has a nice drive and then it'll slow down from there yeah, I could see that. Uh, and I feel the same about Palmer. Um, Eckler, I think he had better numbers. He didn't uh, He didn't look that great back, you know, to me. Certainly maybe a tad better than he has been, but he certainly put up some numbers, so that's nice to see. But you're right. If you got him, you don't have a choice. You're, you're plugging him in. Yeah. Um, who else we got here? We talked about Lawrence. I don't think he should have played last week. I think that's probably the consensus when you watch him. But uh, I guess another big name is I want to say Isaiah Pacheco. So he was out just kind of randomly last week. Uh, It was just – I didn't even know he was hurt personally. Maybe I was just behind the eight ball there, but they're just like, yeah, he's out. And then Andy Reid's like, is he going to go on IR? That He said, we'll see. That sounds like at least a multi-week absence to you. So what are your thoughts on Pacheco? And I think – his is a shoulder, I believe. So for a running back, that's kind of major. Uh, and and if you don't think he's going to play, you know who who do you think's the who do you think's the next man up? Yeah, so I don't think from what I've seen on Pacheco, I I don't think he plays. He's he didn't practice today. I mean, unless he gets in a full practice tomorrow, when he hasn't got in a even a limited session yet, it's not looking good. So I say he's out and they're going to put in CEH as the next man up, but I'm not crazy about him either. Um, I'd rather have the upside of McKinnon catching the ball. We've seen a similar situation last year with uh, injuries to running backs and McKinnon rose as the guy. So Mahomes has some trust in him. Um, not, Overall, not particularly confident in any of those backs yeah. outside of Pacheco. Um, but I, I like the upside in his receiving. Yeah, I'm with you there. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I feel the same. CEH, they said they gave him the start. He only had a handful of touches. Um, you know, right. K- Casey was kind of – it wasn't a blowout by any means. Obviously, they lost the game. And by the way – Patrick Mahomes, I feel like, lost a lot of fans this week. What do you think about that? Oh, he definitely lost some fans this week. Yeah. The fact uh, that I understand I'm an emotional man myself, 
things can get you upset quick and you have bad, terrible reactions. But he didn't let it go was the problem is he kept the gun and then he, you know, he's all furious about the call. Then he goes out and says stuff to Josh Allen who had nothing to do with anything. Right. And Allen just kind of looks at him like, okay, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and they're supposed to be like friends. At the press conference. Yeah. And they're right. like, it's like, yeah, they're like friends outside of football, supposedly. So that's a dog shit move. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, uh, it, it was just childish. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's a call, man. There's going to, they're going to make calls every now and then you guys have been on the, the good side of calls plenty of times. You're going to get on the bad side of calls. That's how it goes. That's sports. Get over it, man. It was a regular game. It's not like your season's over. If you're still first in your division, the codes are coming for you. That's right. okay. Yeah. But quit being a baby. Act like an adult. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to be the face of the NFL. You know, yeah, rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. That's for sure, no doubt Certain. about it. Certain. All right, um, who who did you have on your list, Jerry? I'm hogging all the all the injuries. I was just uh, a couple guys, uh, uh, just a couple guys that I wanted to just mention that are really getting hot at the right time. Um, Rasheed talking about the Chiefs, uh, Rasheed Rice. Yeah, I like him uh, going into the playoffs here. He's really been getting worked in more, seeming to become the wide receiver one there with not a lot of other options. Um, Kyron Williams, yeah, he just oh. runs so hard. All their stars have been playing well. You know, between him, Cups looking good again, and uh, Puka. I just think he's he, he's coming. He came back at the perfect time. It's a dream to get him back for playoffs right now. Yeah. Uh, another one I'm noticing is Bijan, uh, role. His role seems to be getting better. He's getting the goal line work now consistently. Uh, we're not seeing Algier come in there and try and vulture all this stuff. So he could be a sneaky guy too, who's kind of been somewhat middling this year. And then, uh, the last one that has a really good schedule I wanted to mention was DK and his end of the Seahawks end of season schedule. It's really great. He's just got to avoid throwing punches for four quarters and he could maybe have a good game. Yeah. He is kind of a little bitch boy with that. And I don't know anybody that dislikes DK. I mean, maybe Len after this week, but um, it's just annoying. Yeah. It's so easy to get under their skin. They were saying, um, who did they play? Dallas? Uh, no, Dallas played Philly. I think that's they, they played yeah. uh, San Fran. Um, I think it was Dre Green or maybe Fred Warner. I can't remember. One of the defenders said all they talked about was like, who's going to get under DK's skin first? And they made a bet or, or something. It was like, oh, if, if anybody could fuck with his head and get him to have a penalty, you know, let's all throw money in or something like that. And if it's that easy, like, that's pathetic. <laughs> Very pathetic. That is. You got to step up, man. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. They already won the game if, if you're, if you're that emotional yeah um upsetting for sure but we could both use a huge game from him and against the eagles at home on monday he's kind of i mean it's a it's a pretty solid matchup they're gonna have to throw do you think gino's back you think drew Locke's still still getting the nod i think gino will probably be back this week but i mean Outside of that first drive, I mean, that was the only thing he did last week with Locke was that very first drive. He caught a few passes, had that nice touchdown, and then he got got in his own head, I guess. But uh, 
obviously G, the the upside better with with Gino, but he's serviceable with Locke in there if if he can keep his head cool. Right. Absolutely. But yeah, we need him. We need him bad. Um, a couple of these new quarterbacks. Well, we talked about Locke, so we'll get him out of here. But I, I thought he, you know, wasn't terrible in in relief of Geno last week. I'll give him that. No, that throw to yeah, that throw to DK was really pretty. Actually, yeah, yeah. right um, in the corner. It's nice. It's no Kenny Pickett deep ball or anything, but you know, um, <laughs> Nick Mullins for the Vikings. Oh, do you think there's anything? that uh, you can expect out of him, and what would you say if I am playing him and Jake Browning as my quarterbacks in the Superflex League this week in the playoffs? Against Buzz. <laughs> I would say I would say it's not ideal. But, I mean, it could be worse. Uh, Browning's been looking pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, he's put up big numbers. Yeah. Uh, Mullins, I'd be a little more worried about. Uh, just his, he's got a low floor, yeah. low ceiling. He's, you know, you're gonna get like 15 out of him if he has a decent game or something. Right. Um, it's really sad to see Dobbs just fall off a cliff like that. Yeah. You know, after coming over and winning that first game for him, and then he just kind of fell apart right after that. Right. Um. What was the question again? Uh, what would you say if <laughs> let me start Nick Mullins? No. But what do you? I guess um, I remember when Nick Mullins came in in relief of probably one of Jimmy G's thirteen you know season-ending yeah. injuries that he's had in his ten-year career. But uh, he was yeah. fairly competent uh, back then, and I haven't really seen much of him in a while. So I picked right. him up literally three weeks ago because there's no quarterbacks on the line in a. 12-team Superflex Dynasty. And I'm like, okay, who has a chance to not play? And I'm thinking, like, okay, maybe Dobbs gets benched, whatever. I had Sean Mannion for a while. Then I realized he wasn't even on the Vikings. <laughs> so fucking cut bait on him real quick and picked up uh, picked up uh, Nick Mullins here. So I'm riding him. My choices are Nick, yeah. Nick Mullins or Jonathan Mingo, I think. So I'm going to ride with Mullins yeah. at yeah. the Bengals. So I just realized these two teams of the quarterbacks that I have play each other. <laughs> so that'll be the game that I'm locked on all fucking day. Well, the one o'clock hour, we'll put it that way. So um, pray for me and my <laughs> – I'm keeping the two TV set up. Well, over the over. Yeah. We had the nice two TV set up, the, the, the uh, custom Octo box for uh, Burger Daddy yeah. because, uh, you know, the guy needed it and it was his first football day and um, – what do you think of football day, Jerry? A rousing success, it seems like. Oh, man, it was so much fun. It was probably the best one yet. Yeah, I think Great, so. Great uh, all-star crew. We had amazing spread of food, lots of good football, fun bets we made. It, yeah. was, it was a lot of fun. Can't of, wait till next year. A lot of desserts. The dessert. Mikey hammered the Pot desserts. They were unbelievable. Yep. I will. My only regret, I think I only got one cannoli. And uh, I wish I would have got at least at least another one, but goddamn, those are so good. Cannot get enough. They're of them. really good. Yeah. All right, I think that's all I had for stocks. Do you have anything else? No, I think that's it for me. All right, we are gonna jump into 
the Smash Picks of the Week, brought to you by Drip Coffee House, Burger Daddy for a limited time, and Napoli's Pizzeria. So we'll get into the smashes from, from uh, last week. And, and like I was telling you before I hit record, I did very well. My smash at quarterback last week, Brock Purdy. Threw for 368 and two. Had a, a few little scampers as well for just south of 26 points. I think that's a nice little quarterback smash here. Uh, Jameer Gibbs. Oh, nice. 11 carries, 66 and one. And uh, three receptions as well for just over 17 points. I think it's borderline, but uh, I'm hoping to give myself a smash there. With 17 points as your RB2. Hard to argue with that. And uh, Jalen Waddell. Certainly expected more in the matchup. Uh, six for 79 for just south of 14 points. Can't give myself that one, but not, you know, super upset with the game. Uh, I did pull out the win in both leagues that I have Waddle in. One didn't matter, um, but very happy to beat Shoning uh, to, you know, land in the Crook League playoffs. I think I would have been in either way, but still. And then our double smash. Potentially the tight end smash wow. of of the three years we've been doing this show. Evan Ingram on a bum Trevor Lawrence leg. 11 catches. I didn't even look at the targets. It had to be close to 15. 11 catches, 95 yards, and two tutters. So very, very pleased. Just ignorant. Yeah, about that. I got to look up the targets here from Ingram. 12 targets. So 11 catches on 12 targets. Um, amazing. But our philosophy last week was if CJ Beathard's going to be in, that's, you know, tight end, especially a move tight end like Ingram is your best friend. But it's also the best friend of your, you know, potentially Pro Bowl caliber quarterback that's playing on one leg. So um, <laughs> the, shoe, the shoe still fits, even if the ankle is swollen. So how did you do last week, Jerry? I did not do great uh, on my smash picks, but um, I had uh, some tough matchups. I had uh, uh, Tua at QB. He only ended up with uh, nine points. He had 240 yards and no touchdowns. Yeah. It was damn Titans giving teams problems, and Mostert had uh, two touchdowns, so uh, he took those on the ground. Uh, Running back, I had the other lines running back in Monty. Uh, he was almost identical stat line to Gibbs after I heard yours. Uh, yeah. Monty was 10 for 66, and he wow. had three catches for 19 yards. So he had 12 points. Uh, he didn't get a touchdown. Wow. So if he did, he'd been right there with Gibbs. Uh, not a terrible game, but yeah, uh, missing that touchdown. Wide receiver had Nico Collins. Uh, one catch for 13 yards. Yeah, he went and out early. I'm assuming, did he get hurt right yeah. after that? Yeah, he went out early. Yeah. 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 So unfortunate there. We already talked some on him. And then the tight end one on the week. We crushed that one out of the park. Yeah. Ingram, 32 points. It's crazy. It sucks when you have a guy go off, especially a tight end for 32 points in, the, in week 14. In every league that I have Ingram in, I am not in the playoffs. <laughs> You're already out. Yeah. And that's, I think that, well, besides double league, I have Laporta, but in, in my keeper league and Judd's league, Ingram crushed for me all year, but didn't matter. So, week 15 smashes. Of course, they're going to be four for four across the board here. Started off at quarterback. Yeah, 
No, we're not missing these. I'm going to go with a guy that we just talked about. In a home game at 1 o'clock on Saturday. This is a Saturday game, Jerry. Vikings at Bengals. Jake Browning of the Bengals is going to throw for, I'm going to say, 280. I'm going to say three tuts, Jerry, for Browning against a fairly weak Vikings secondary at home with a plethora of weapons. Chris asked me, do you think T. Higgins will be good? No, Chris. I dropped T. Higgins. I don't think he'll be good the rest of the year, or I wouldn't have dropped him. I don't know how. I, you can't. You can't. That's a dumb thing to ask me, Chris. I love you to death, but I would not have dropped T. Higgins if I thought I'm he could contribute. So with that said, I'm sure Higgins will score a touchdown this week just because I'm saying that. But Browning's going to throw three of them. And uh, I think he gets it done. Uh, who's your quarterback, Jerry? I'm uh, going to piggyback off of yours from last week. This might be kind of a cheap pick now that he's in the MVP race. But yeah. Brock Purdy, um, he just has an awesome matchup this week against Arizona. And I think they'll go off again. Um, the only thing I do worry about is it just too many uh, rushing touchdowns getting stor- scored and vulturing the yeah. uh, touchdowns from I could see Calf getting a couple. Maybe Debo sneaks one in. They've been using him a lot more again running. So, right. uh, But overall, you know that offense is going to perform well this week. So yeah. I'll take Purdy. Top as, a, 10. as a guy who plays against McCaffrey and is a 20-point dog right now in the projections, I need McCaffrey to uh, Jill. just maybe get uh, violent diarrhea pregame or, or some, something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't want him to get hurt because I could never wish that on calf, but I need right. him. I need him to chill. Is right. Uh, who do you have at running back? Yeah, I have uh, a guy that's been really hot lately. Uh, big fan. Uh, you're a big fan, James Cook. Okay. Past four weeks, he's he surpassed 100 scrimmage yards in all of those games. So he's getting involved much more now. Finally. Um, does have a real tough matchup, though. They play Dallas this week. Bills have a real tough schedule. Um, but I think that usage is going to continue. Um, they, they've they found what it what, what works with him, you know, using him as that the receiving back a lot more. He's getting a ton of targets. So I think he's going to get a lot of targets this week to uh, get away from that pass rush of Dallas, quick little screens, stuff like that. So I think uh, Cook has a nice day. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Um, I'm in a conundrum right now because I got to play Mostert, but I also have Brees yep. and Jim Cook, and Rachy Rice has been my flex. I can't get him out of my lineup, I, so it's right now. I'm thinking it's between uh, Waddle and Jim Cook. So I got a lot of thinking to do. Um, that's gonna be tough, but I, you're right. Cook's been so hot. And he's been solid yep. for me all year, but really taking off right now. So I, I, you know, if the Bills want to do anything to make a playoff push right now at seven and six, they got to start feeding the guy. So that's a great pick. Yep. Um, my running back is uh, an old man who had a nice little game last week against uh, my Dolphins, Derek the Yeti Henry. So I don't know what the weather will be like in Tennessee, but against a Texans team that we don't expect to have. Stroud or their number one wide receiver in Collins. I think it could be, you know, feed the beast here 
in Nashville. So control the game. Yeah, I'm thinking Derrick Henry could pop off for a couple tuts here. Love that. He's he's had a couple uh, two touchdown outings this year. He's he's been quietly pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wide receiver for me. I'm going matchup based, and I think big play slay will be on DK. So I'm going to go next man up. And, well, I'll tell you what. I have Lockett written down. I'm audible at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, here we go. JSN. Crossing it out. Nice, I like that. Jackson Smith and Jigba. That is live. Fuck it. We're doing it live. JSN over Lockett. And uh, I think JSN catches a tut here. And I'm thinking he catches a lot. I'm thinking he catches, like, eight balls this week. Yeah, I like that. Who do you got at receiver? I'm uh, I'm going to take a guy that's just getting 500 targets a game. Um, he's had 12, 13, 16, and 11 targets in his last four games. Uh, good matchup against Steelers this week. I'm going to take Michael Pittman, wide nice. receiver. He's almost the cheat code and right now. He's getting all kinds of targets and catches. Uh, Love it. This is the Michael Pitt. And then we've been in Minshew's definitely uh, not afraid to throw it to him. So Right. I'm wondering, next year when Richardson comes back, I feel like people are going to draft Pittman thinking they're going to get this Pittman that's going to get 12 targets a game, most of them near the line of scrimmage, from Minshew. And I feel like they're going to get a different Michael Pittman. And I still think he'll round into a good fantasy player next year, but... That'll be a guy that starts slow, and maybe you throw out a couple trade offers to try to, you know, pluck him off your your opponent's team. So uh, that's a deep cut for next yeah. year, but uh, you know, no days off here. So I'm gonna finish it up no, here. We're already thinking ahead. Oh, already thinking ahead. That's us in the funk house here. Uh, my tight end here, the guy that uh, it's been fairly quiet. Um, I think he made a bonehead move last week. I think he had a fumble. Um, I think it's the guy I'm thinking of, but it's um, Komet the Frog, and I'm going to stay committed to him, and they got a nice matchup against the Browns. So with Joey Flacco, Renaissance man, um, who's been leaning on Njoku actually quite a bit, so I'm going to certainly keep Njoku in my lineup. Um, I don't know why I didn't smash him now that I think about it, but I got a good feeling about Komet, and Fields looks terrible, but... Got to feed somebody, and uh, if Denzel Ward's back, he'll be you know, throwing a wet blanket on DJ Moore. Not sure he will be back, but we'll see. Either way, I think Komet gets loose here for I'm, – I'm thinking that he's definitely going to c- catch a touchdown, and I'm thinking somewhere around 50 yards. So mark it down. Nice We're staying committed. All right. Guaranteed yeah, four that's... for four. Um, did you give me your tight end yet, Jerry? No, I didn't. Okay. Hit and me. You almost, you almost swayed me, made me want to go in Joku as yeah, well. Yeah. I'm thinking, why didn't I pick him too? <laughs> so, for the fans out there, keep an eye on him. Yeah, keep an eye on him. he could be the smash. Colby Parkinson uh, too. This keep guy, an eye on him. Yeah, so always keep an eye on him. Uh, this guy, he's got a really tough matchup, so I'm, I'm taking some risks here. A couple tough matchups. Uh, Trey McBride. Uh, he plays uh, against San Fran. Yep. I've picked him a few times here in the Smash segment. Yep. But he's quickly become Kyler's safety blanket. Um, 
And with them playing San Fran's Tenacious D, uh, <laughs> I think nice. Tyler's going to be getting rid of it quick, and he's going to have to hit his boy that he's built some confidence and rapport with. And out of uh, just targets and you know catches alone, I think uh, he can have a nice day. I don't know that he gets in the end zone, but I think he can get you you know six for seventy. Oh hell yeah! And that is that tenacious D of San Fran. I'm hoping their secondary doesn't come up with the pick of destiny against Kyler here. <laughs> so we'll go for full circle, Jack Black, and uh, we're gonna jump into featured segment of the show and believe it or not we're kind of running out of things to bitch about but we're gonna find something either yeah. way we're, we're gonna get there so so all right jerry you want to jump up on the box or you want me to go first yeah I'll hit mine quick here. Uh, we already talked about him a little bit and how, how he's been acting lately, but DK Metcalf, uh, stop fighting the corner you're facing every week, okay? We all know <laughs> if it's a real fist fight that you would be in prison for homicide. <laughs> Use your sign language, man. Talk shit that way. Start, start acting adult. You know, your real-life team and your fantasy team teams on you. Uh you're twice the size and strength of everyone else out there. Use that ability to beat the guy on the field that's getting under your skin and let the shit talk and do itself, man, with your performance. We need you, big man. We need you. That schedule is salivating. Let's make it count. Yeah. Come on. Don't Calm get down. Don't get suspended. Please do not get suspended. Yes, uh, wait till week 18 if you're going to do that. <laughs> um, yeah, very well said. Um isn't it funny how I, I feel like, you know, football, you can make an argument for hockey, you know, whatever. But outside of, you know, one-on-one combat, football is the most um, physical, the most aggressive sport that you can find. And I feel like DK gets so mad because all his life he's been so much bigger and stronger and faster than everybody. And now he has these little guys making him not good at his profession. And I feel like he takes real exception to that because of his size. Um, I mean, I would too, I suppose. So I I feel him there. But um, I will say he's not as much of a bitch as Patrick Mahomes was. And this isn't my main soapbox (laughs) here, but I'll tell you, I'm not like a, I'm not a Mahomes hater. I'm not a Mahomes liker. But I... And much more leaning towards dislike after this week. Uh, we talked about losing a lot of fans. People are not happy. Kadarius Tony was clearly offsides. Like, I don't care if the refs never call it because they give you the benefit of the doubt. When a guy's back foot is offsides, that's a real problem. Right. And you can't, just because you're Mahomes and you have two MVPs and you get a lot of calls already... Doesn't mean you deserve that, and you talked about him not even being able to congratulate Josh Allen, who he's supposedly friends with. It's dog shit sportsmanship. It doesn't belong in the sport. If you're going to cry and be a baby, fucking do it somewhere else. You know what I mean? Be a man. You suck. Your wife sucks. Your fucking brother sucks. Everything about this whole thing you guys got going, nobody wants to see Kansas City win now. 
<laughs> and I'm not even like a I'm not even a hater of Mahomes, but holy fuck, are we done with this? I am ready for this yeah. dynasty to kind of just float away now. Kelsey's getting a little bit older. I saw a stat from now this can't be right, but uh, Stephen A. told Travis Kelsey you had 33 drops this season. There's no way Kelsey had 30 oh, drops in a season. Yeah. I could see no. like five. <laughs> I don't have the stats, but I saw that and I was like, you know, he does have a lot of drops. So either way, even if the number's inflated, it it's not good. But we've talked about Kelsey. I think the end is near. Um, do a quick search on his uh drops this year but uh either way Mahomes you just got to do better man and everything isn't about you you're not supposed to get handed everything just grow the fuck up um it's a joke it, it really is a joke right now I think I seen something like Sam Howell has like more yards and stuff than Mahomes this year he scored more fantasy points I, def- I definitely <laughs> saw that. Yeah. I can't find anything. That might have been what it was. Yeah, I can't find anything on the drops. But he's got a lot of them. It's got to be. But my main soapbox here, and I'll make it quick because that was a little rant in itself, but isn't it the worst when you get to week 14, week 15, whatever, and your star players just get hurt? And especially oh. if it's a running back and your backups – are already on the bench of a shitty team that never had a chance at the playoffs. And that player wasn't even good at the time, but they just had him on their team anyway. That makes me so mad and frustrated. And not the fact that like, Oh, I should have my own backup. Cause you know, I'm a, I'm a crutch guy. I'm a big handcuff guy, but my own fault for not getting them, but it just fucking irks me so bad. Like Chris having Zeke when, <laughs> when Ramondre gets hurt for me, you never played Zeke this year. He was never good. You know, it's just annoying. And um, right. shame on me for not picking on Bop or whatever, but it is what it is. And then you got, um, like, Zamir White and Ty Chandler. Billy just has those guys on his roster. For fucking what reason would you have either of these guys on the roster? I don't even play them this week. You play them this week. But it's fucking stupid. Billy, yeah. I, you're going to be on the pod. You said you were going to be on the pod next week. You're going to have to answer for this and give us some rationale as to why you already have these guys on. Because they're not on good football teams. And they haven't proved that they're even an NFL caliber player. But if I want them. Yeah, like, if when, I, <laughs> when, when Zamir drops fucking 20 points tonight, I'm going to uh, lose my mind. Yeah, he, he will too. Knowing that that's going to be, that's going to be the changing factor yeah. in our matchup. And so Chandler. starts off with a 20 point lead. Yeah, and Chandler will light it up too, just because fucking Billy has him on his team for no reason at all. It just and you know what, we can't help but shit on the Johnson brothers because it's just too easy. And I know Chris will listen. Billy won't listen. He won't even he won't even know what format or or, or any segment of the show when he comes on next week because that's just who he is, Doctor Manhattan. All right, that's my piece. KJ, you got anything to add? She's getting some crackers. All right. Well, folks, the playoffs are here. Week 15. It starts in exactly 16 minutes. It is 759. 
I know you're not going to listen to a whole, you know, 50 minute pod before then, but we're going to get it out to you regardless because we stay true to our word. Good luck, everybody. Tonight, Saturday, I love having those three Saturday games. There's nothing better, honestly. Uh, I got to take Winston. Spread spread it out. Yeah. It's beautiful. Make this playoff week last. It's perfect. I got to get Winston a haircut Saturday morning. And after that, it's football all day. Going to relive football day by myself. Maybe throw a couple cutlets in and uh, maybe throw a little poop on it. You never know. So, <laughs> I heard that the Vito family's got some good cutlets too. So yeah, they got nothing on some competition. Yeah, I'd like to go one on one with uh, Tommy Cutlets's mom in more ways than one, if you know what I mean. Actually, I haven't seen her, so not, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what she looks like. She's probably a lovely woman, though. Um, what advice do you have for everybody, Jerry? Don't panic. There's a lot of scary stuff going on. A lot of guys hurt. Questionable. We've been talking about it all episode. Get some backup plans in place now. Pick up guys. Um, and don't overthink things. Guys like Eckler and these big-name guys you drafted, put them in. Don't get too cute. You can get cute in your flex spot or your second flex, but don't make any dumb roster moves. Just yep. be smart. Put Good your luck. Be- put your best foot forward. And a little pro tip. I think we said this last year and probably the year before, but – I'm a firm believer. If you worked your ass off to get a first-round buy in the playoffs this week, bench all of your players. If something happens to them and they're in your lineup, you cannot drop them. Bench all of your players if you are on a buy this week. I cannot stress that enough. Yep. That is a pro tip. It could save you a, a huge chance at a roster spot for a, you know, a middling RB2 that just so happens to get hurt and... You can't cut him because he's in your lineup because you want to see your point total. Fuck points at this point. Nobody cares. We're done with that. Yeah. You got to use the strategies to, to make your team better. So bench all your players. It, it It's going to work out. I promise you. You can put them right back in come next Tuesday. I swear to you. It'll happen like that. So with that said, good luck, everybody, in week 15. Survive in advance. And I know we already clenched them, but keep them buttholes clenched. All right. Keep them tight. Good luck, everyone.